Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Charlotte's not even going to attempt a shot, and they shouldn't. And that's going to be the ball game. Bulls win. Bulls win. Bulls win. 114 to 98. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Yes, indeed, the Bulls. It's a delight to welcome in Cody Westerland. He covers the, the Bulls. He's also the med- managing editor of uh, 670 the score, where you find all the, the great coverage. And it is a delight to welcome him. As we welcome all guests to the score hotline brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Cody, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Well, you know, we've been talking about it, and I think we are at as big a crossroads with the Bulls as the Bulls appear to be at a crossroads in their rebuild, whatever way you want to term it, their their current uh, construction. And you did a great job of breaking it down last week and trying to figure out what needs doing, what needs to be done here. A lot of one-way players, a lot of uh, of defensive liability, and certainly a, a dearth of shooting. Yeah, and I think this team, Molly, thanks for the kind words on on that piece. It's on 670score.com. I think the Bulls need to remake their identity somehow, and this trade deadline here that looms in six days is an opportunity to restart doing that. Like you mentioned, you can't be the team that doesn't have enough two-way players and then also doesn't have shooting. And look, the Bulls have outperformed their defensive expectations for this season, um, given the fact that they start Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, guys who aren't generally considered um, even above average defenders. So they've actually been okay on that end, but it's certainly not even a good defense still. Like, no one gets mixed up with that. But you can't have that and then also be the team that's really just ISO and mid-range and and runs through Vooch and DeMar in the high post here and there and not have that high-volume three-point shooting. So that's why, like you said, they're at a crossroads here because I don't think you fix everything with this team, certainly with one trade deadline. I don't know that they can do it even with one entire offseason, but it's certainly a good opportunity here. It'll certainly be another good opportunity this summer, and we can't have any of these conversations without talking about Lonzo Ball's health, but I also think there are times we talk about Lonzo Ball's health too much because the answer to this team ascending to a a much, much higher level where um, not just being a playoff contender, but being a a team that can win a couple series in the playoffs, they need a lot more than just Lonzo to do that. So around which Bulls player is there the most urgency to deal before the deadline then if you believe the rumors, there are teams lining up to talk about Zach Levine. Obviously, DeMar DeRozan at 33. He's not getting any younger, and his value may be at its highest. And then there's the reality of Vooch, who runs out of contract at the end of this year, and you would hate to see him walk away and get nothing in return. Yeah, Vooch is the one I'm looking at there, right? Like, we can break him down individually here a little bit. Zach Levine, 
Uh, my problem with the Bulls trading him right now is I don't know that they'd be trading him at uh, peak value because he has been inconsistent and had the lingering knee issues early in the season. And if you're a half a half a one year into a five year contract, basically, and you flip him on 215 million mid season, uh, it's probably going to be a, to a team that's competing for a playoff berth or has big expectations because those are usually the teams that are shopping for him. I don't know what they're going to give up by way of player capital because they still care so much about this year. I just think if Zach can have a good final 30 games and show he's really efficient, I think more options get opened up in the offseason uh, if the Bulls were to want to look to trade Zach Levine, just maybe get more player capital back because then you ship out Zach Levine, that team can replace the guys they trade, whether it's the draft, free agency, they'll have a training camp to get everyone together. Like you got to keep in mind, anyone acquiring Zach Levine and really DeMar DeRozan too is like significantly or at least in a fair manner changing the stylistic identity of their team probably in some ways this season as they chase a playoff berth. So that can be a little bit difficult in that sense. So Vooch is the name that that you brought up. Obviously, if if you don't have 100% or close to 100% confidence that he plans on re-signing in free agency, I think you got to flip him. But the other thing is like, I just think flipping Vooch would go a long way to changing the identity of this team in some ways, because right now they just, the Bulls have no rim protection. And while they have been like fairly aggressive in defending the pick and roll this year in, in how they blitz and how they come up high beyond the screen, like Vooch getting stuck in one-on-one situations is something they want no part of. That's why you've seen like Derek Jones Jr. for some long stretches play backup five, backup center, for the Bulls because they feel like they can switch one through five. So Vooch, even though he's having one of the best seasons of his career, I think his second highest shooting percentage of his career, he's been really good. He's been really consistent. But most teams in the NBA, building around a center as one of your key pieces is not something that you want to do unless their name's Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. So uh, Vooch is neither of those, even though he's been good. So I think um, moving him, I don't think they'd take a huge hit right now in terms of winning either because there would be enough opportunity to still go around of his offensive output to Zach and DeMar. And then I think getting more for Patrick Williams would be good. Like that would be a key avenue to me. I don't know if they're going to do it. They don't seem set to make big moves, but it's something that needs to be on the radar. They need to be talking every single day and listen to offers if they're smart. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, you know, I think when you say there's no use in talking about Lonzo Ball, the problem is, <laughs> you don't have a timeline. I mean, I don't. I, I said to David, "Is the, is this guy coming back ever?" I mean, and I don't, I'm not being mean about it. I just don't know that you, that even if he comes back, how long do you have him? How chronic is the knee condition? It's just there isn't even a timeline for his return. I mean, it's bizarre. There's no doubt about that. And obviously, uh, his father Lavar told the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast the other day that. He's going to be fine eventually. Obviously, he couldn't put a timetable on that either. So, I mean, best case scenario here, it feels like for the Bulls, right, is that like Lonzo can go through a fairly normal training camp ahead of the start of next season. And then you'd certainly, I think, would load manage him somehow, bake in um, not playing back to back, stuff like that. And even then, that's a difficult spot, right? Because when you have someone in a $20 million a year salary slot, you want them to be available every single night. And if they're not, you're going to have to spend money behind them on the depth chart um, to fill in and just have insurance there. And the Bulls didn't do a good enough job getting insurance um, for Lonzo Ball this past offseason with Goran Dragic. Um, really, mm. is their only big guard signing or addition 
uh, in the backcourt in many ways because Dale and Terry, they drafted him, but he just wasn't ready to play yet. Um, kind of a raw prospect here first year. So the Lonzo question hangs over the organization. Uh, I mean, I'm as stumped as everyone, as stumped as the doctors are really um, with the Bulls. And it's a fair question to ask. I, I know no one's going to believe anything from Lonzo really until we see him on the court. And that's just the unfortunate truth. All right, Cody, let's go to tier two about available Bulls. So how does Alex Caruso's injury on Thursday night potentially affect his trade market, if at all? And the other two guys that I, I, I'm wondering if teams are calling about, Io DeSunmu had a big game. So did Kobe White. How do you prioritize those guys in terms of trade conversations? Well, Caruso today will be important, certainly, if the Bulls get, get more news today, tomorrow, on Alex Caruso's foot sprain that he, that he suffered last night when they beat the Hornets at the United Center. If it's, if it's a day-to-day thing, I don't think it affects his trade value much. If it's a couple weeks, it certainly can affect his trade value because, look, these teams that, that are going to get Alex Caruso that want him, again, playoff contenders, fighting for playoff seating, that can be a very big deal to, to some of these teams as well. So they might be turned off a little bit, not add the, add the extra in a trade offer to get him if they know he's going to miss a few games to start. So that matters. I like how Kobe White's played. I mean, he had 20 points last night, but mm. I said this a few times. It feels like he's been making more winning plays this year and affecting the game more on a night-to-night basis, more than he has in the past, and usually more than Io has, really, I feel like. Now, the difficult part is, like, you can't just plug Kobe in as the starting point guard. We've seen that that movie before a couple of years ago, and it didn't work at all. So I like his role on the team with restricted free agency coming. I believe the Athletics reported that the Bulls have turned down trade offers even recently for for Kobe White, and I know dating back to, to last summer they did as well. So uh, they've liked to see what they have in him. And really, I think part of it might be, like, besides Zach Levine, he's their only high-volume three-point shooting guy who has the chance to to get hot from behind the arc and affect a game in many ways other than just standing and spotting up. So um, Io's an interesting one, right? Like, he's been the wonderful homegrown story, but if you're going to choose between keeping Kobe and Io, who are both set for restricted free agency and – Neither is going to get a lot of money, but it's still a small little chunk of money for a team that'll probably be operating over the cap and such. Like maybe you do flip him for someone you like a little bit more in your rotation if there's a team out there. So he hasn't been a name that's been talked about much at all. But if you look at it through a common sense standpoint, if you're only going to have one of Io or Kobe next year and you can get more for Io right now, like, I mean, he could be a dark horse trade candidate because, I mean, it's awfully had a really good game last night, but he's not the high volume three point shooting guy Kobe is. And, and when you talk about the offseason, there isn't a lot of money, as you mentioned. What draft picks do they have? They do, the, the pick conveys, unless it's top four, the one two on Vooch, right, to, uh, to the Orlando Magic. And then I believe. There's a Portland pick, but that only com- conveys if it's not top 14. Is that it? I, I get confused. You, you nailed it, Molly. Right now the Bulls are set with no first-round draft picks because if the season ended today, the Trailblazers would be the 12th worst team in the NBA, so that pick would not convey. So what Bulls fans need is for the Trailblazers to, to kind of get in those final eight teams and work their way into the end of the playoff mix in the West and then the Bulls could get um, a pick that, you know, maybe around 15, 16, 17, 18, something like that, that would be very helpful. And again, unless the Bulls get really lucky in the draft lottery, they're probably not going to have their own first round pick because they only get it, like you said, if it's top four 
in the draft, which would take the uh, lottery balls going their way in that. So <laughs> it's a little bit of a difficult situation there, um, no doubt. And we know the Bulls don't have a lot of second-round draft capital coming up these years either. They forfeited one in the Lonzo Ball tampering investigation and have added a few more in trades throughout the course of the year. Quickly, Cody, basketball question. Andre Drummond did something last night getting a double-double in 15 minutes that nobody had done since Chocolate Thunder, Daryl Dawkins in 1979. <laughs> Why has Andre Drummond fallen out of the rotation and will a night like last night get him back in it? I think it's because he's not able to switch very well in pick and roll situations. And Billy Donovan has liked Derek Jones Jr.'s versatility in a lot of matchups lately. And I, he thinks Derek Jones Jr. gets him out in transition, more defensive versatility. Um, but then the flip side is the Bulls get beat up on the boards. And if Derek Jones Jr. has a rough matchup, I mean, it might not matter. He might not get a chance to get the rebound if they get the ball in the low block. So I do think after that game last night, Andre Drummond will get a little bit um, longer leash on, on playing time. He certainly played really, really well last night. I'm not on like I know I know our guy Casey Johnson loves Andre Drummond playing and, and thinks he should play all the time. I kind of like Derek Jones Jr. at the backup five, but Drummond has certainly earned a little bit more playing time um, here because he was. He affected the game in a big way last night, and the Bulls bench hasn't been consistent enough lately to do that regularly, and he's a guy who, in the context of being coming off the bench, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th man, he has the ability to affect a game a little bit. Great stuff, Cody. Really appreciate it, man. A lot of, a lot of really good information. Thanks, appreciate Cody. It. Yep. You guys take care. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.